You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 113. Now, as you can imagine, creating an event planning checklist that is functional and feasible is going to take me more than one episode to break down. And the reason why I want to tell you this is because it's not only something that's the most valuable part of my courses, but when I first started event planning, I really struggled. And the reason I struggled is, number one, is I wanted to take everything on and do and be everything for the party. I wanted all of the credit. I wanted everything to be under my name. And it was really important for me to show up that way. And what happened was I started planning things. And even if it was for home or like a dinner party or whatever, I found that I would just kind of keep a mental task list in my mind. And if my husband asked me to help, I'd kind of like snap at him and say like, I don't need any help. I've got it all handled. And I I kind of took it as like a badge of honor, which was a huge misconception, by the way, to, you know, do it all. And to be quite honest, like I had never felt more anxious. Like I used to get really like almost like an anxiety attack when people would come over for dinner or when we would host a game night because I was so worried about every little thing being perfect and that I had to be the one to make it all perfect. So I hope as you listen to this, whether you are coming at it from the angle of an event planner who's taking on clients and wanting to be more professional, or if you're just somebody that's like, hey, I want to throw better kids parties, or hey, I really love throwing neighborhood barbecues for 4th of July. I hope as you listen that you really enjoy this part one of how to create a customizable event planning checklist. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about one of the biggest questions I get asked after, how do I start to become an event planner? That's the number one question right immediately after that. Every single time without fail, people say, how do you even go about throwing a party? I mean, event planning involves layers upon layers of details from the pre-planning stage to the day of event logistics. There's just a lot to keep track of. And so if you keep track of all of those things only in your head, undoubtedly, you guys, it's going to be chaos. And I promise you, it will be very hard to enjoy event planning. So what I want you to do is I want you to either walk with me through this or go to my website and download one of my free templates about my customized event planning checklist. But I want you to start thinking about your events in a different way. So a checklist for your events is going to make a huge difference. The problem is most people don't realize that there's multiple layers to the checklist and multiple time, you know, dates and times where you have deadlines that are not necessarily the same as the day of event. For example, if I need a caterer for an event, I have to have that booked months in advance with planning meetings and touch-up meetings before the event. I don't just say, oh, I need a caterer and the day of the event, try to find a caterer. You know what I mean? It sounds simple, but a lot of event details kind of go that way in people's minds because they're not thinking about it from the full picture. So while no two events are the same, there's no such thing as a one-size-fits-all event planning checklist. So I want you to know that every time I go through my own checklist, I'm tweaking it and changing it and making it customized for the event I'm doing that day um, at that time or that month or whatever. So I suggest creating a customizable event planning checklist. You can do this in Google Docs. You, again, can use mine as a template. Um, And it only keeps you on track and on target, but it's going to provide you with essential information for not just you, but anyone who's volunteering, if you have an event team that you work with, and then you'll be able to execute an amazing event every time 
And all you have to do is go through the checklist. And I want you to know the more events you do, the easier this becomes. And you will get so good at it that you're going to feel like you can do events in your sleep and they will not be a stress to you. They're going to be so fun and feel effortless. And then people will just, I don't know, they'll come and they'll enjoy it. And you'll say, I love event planning now that I use a checklist. (laughs) It really sounds silly, but that is the truth. Once you have yourself organized, it is very easy to throw incredible events. And again, just think about it logically. Like if you're only keeping track of things in your mind, you better have a dang good photographic memory that can also telepathically communicate with others. Because even if you are good at keeping it in your own head, the number one rule of a good event planner is that they can't do it alone. They have to have people helping. You just can't do it alone. And I've tried to do it that way. And I promise you that the reason my events have gotten better and the reason that people enjoy them more is because I have help. And so don't feel like you need to be a hero and take that all on, right? So the first thing you do is you need to establish the event essentials. So determine what are the key elements of your particular event. Some things to keep in mind, date and time, where will the event happen, what time. Consider if the date fits into like attendee schedules depending on the type of event that it is, if it's a wedding or if you're doing a dance party, for example. Whenever I do that, I I look at school schedules, I look at, you know, spring break, I look at all of the different things that could be a factor in somebody not being able to attend because that's going to affect my result for the event as well, right? Next, location. Think about where the event is geographically think about which is going to make the most sense. So which venue is going to be the most conducive for the type of event that you want. Um, And then you need to think about all of the things that come with a venue. Like, does it have enough parking for the type of event that you want to do? Is it going to be easy to find? Um, Did the GPS take you there the first time without any trouble? And then, you know, keep researching and interviewing as far as vendors and signing contracts and getting all of that done to lock in a good venue. But you need to make sure that, again, you're not just choosing a place like this is free or this is cheap. Think about the logistics of it. Um, Where can vendors come in? Where and what is the garbage situation? Like, I can't even tell you how many venues I've been a part of that are new and gave me a good deal. And they literally didn't have trash cans and it was kind of a disaster. Um, so those are things that you you learn along the way. And if you're looking out for them, you can avoid a lot of problems before they even start. Next, what type of an event are you doing? Is it a conference? Is it a party, a wedding, a dance party? You probably already know what the point of the event is and what kind it is. But again, write it down and communicate it clearly. Like imagine that this checklist you are writing for a brand new employee or volunteer that has no idea what the event is about. Just make it super clear so everyone is on the same page. I think another thing that is important to add right at the top is the event goal. What is the overall reason that we're hosting this event? For example, if you're doing a fundraiser, that's an important thing to know. You know, a lot of money and time and energy goes into event planning and with fundraisers specifically, they have goals. And if they don't hit the goals, like how do you think they're paying for the event? So again, some of them are going to be more frivolous. Some of them are going to be very goal oriented, whether it's launching a new product or celebrating you know, a company holiday party or honoring an employee or again, a big fundraiser or wedding, whatever it is, make sure that you're clear, especially with your clients on what that goal is. You can also list out underneath this, like what objectives you have and how you're going to measure and track your success to see if you've even met that goal. So for instance, if the goal is fundraising, 
and let's say you're trying to raise $10,000 and you want to get, you know, to that goal, you can say, okay, we can divide it by money or we can divide it by pledges or support or efforts. And then you kind of go that way. And again, as you work in your helpers, your volunteers, your employees, you get them to be a part of that goal and you lead them to success by making sure everyone's aware of the goal and how we're going to accomplish it. Next is the audience. Clarify and understand what expectations that the attendees have from coming to the event. If you don't meet the needs of the attendees, I promise that they are going to be very unlikely to come back to an event that you have. So once you have all of those items, kind of like the essentials, you're going to start building out your event planning checklist template. Now, the reason they call this a template is because again, it's going to change every single time, but you're going to put all the things in. And then I usually just save it as a template, duplicate it. And then I'll name it, you know, Chelsea Curtis dance party event. And then I'll go through and say, Oh, I don't need this. I don't need that. I, I do need to add this, this, and this. But as you do more events, you'll find that a lot of the framework is the same. Obviously every event is going to have a date and time. Every event is going to have a location. Every event is going to have a goal. Every event is going to have a type, right? So some of those things are nice that they're already listed. And then once you have the template, you can go in and fill it out with any of the specific to do's. And as you think of them, you know, work backwards from the event and create a timeline of tasks and then a schedule of deadlines, which is going to make sure that you get everything covered. So the next thing is like, once you have all of these specifics done, you're going to go ahead and build your event budget. So when you think about and every expense report, you need to create an event budget. And I know it can seem daunting, but as a professional, this is really important because the most unprofessional thing you can do as an event planner is say like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll totally take this on and it'll cost $500. Well, guess what? If you didn't do this event budgeting piece, you're going to miss some of those crucial points. And while you were thinking you were going to throw a party for a friend for $500, maybe out of pocket, it ended up costing you $672.61. But you didn't know that because you never did the step of creating your event budget. So I always say like, figure out what you want the party to look like and the goal and like, who you want to be there, what do you want to serve, like give as many details as you can when you're talking to your clients. And then you're going to start listing those out and break them down into categories, venue, catering, decor, rentals, and break down all of these different categories. And you could do it in Excel. You could do it in, again, Google Docs has like a sheets app that you can do the same thing with a spreadsheet. And under the section, you're going to have even smaller tasks like, okay, researching cost of rentals, contacting vendors and getting quotes, negotiating discounts with vendors, paying deposits. See, these are all the time pieces that a lot of people don't think about when they think about an event planner. They just think of like the day of, and they don't see all this behind the scenes that you do. And so again, not only having the conversation about a budget is important, but it it brings so much value to what you do as an event planner, because your clients are going to look at that and say, wow, you are incredible. Like, thank you for saving us so much time. Thank you for helping us see, even if they don't want to see, you know, all of the things that you're doing to pull this together. So the event budget isn't a single checklist. It's not like this budget is going to, the total like line that it's going to cost isn't how you do it. Again, you need to break this down into a living, breathing document that can change and that you can say, this is our projection. This is what we actually spent. Here's the difference, whether we went over or we were under budget. For me, obviously, I'm always trying to stay under, under budget because that makes your clients happy. But again, in the beginning, this is really hard because a lot of times they want answers. And sometimes you're like, I don't know. I don't know what a stage rental is going to cost because 
hello, like you're talking about, um, you know, an event and, and the feeling and the theme and all of this, and you have no idea. So it's also okay to say, I'm not sure, but I'm going to get some quotes for you. And then when I put your event budget together, I'll get back to you on that. Okay. The next is you want to have the event like design. It's the heart of event planning because it includes like the components that impact the guests and the people paying for the party the most. And we're going to go over some of the elements of the design, like where do you want tables? Where do you want stages? And again, as you think of these, consider the different tasks that you need to add to your own personal checklist and your timeline to put those things in place. Like, does the venue offer tables? Does the venue offer stages? Does the venue offer chairs or linens or whatever? If they do, great. Figure out how much they cost. If they don't, then you need to add to your list. Okay, find a person that can rent tables. Find a person who can bring linens, right? So all those little pieces are going to make up this master checklist. Next is the program. As the event planner, you thought if you thought that your job was just to put it together in a beautiful space and then let the people kind of flail around where they wherever they will, you were wrong. Um, it's not only wedding planners that need to work on the program and the agenda of the evening. It's every event planner. Like if you want to see your event through from start to finish, definitely write an agenda because this is what's going to tell the story of the event goals and the objectives as it unfolds throughout the night. Each one of these is going to be a piece that leads to the next element of this event being a beautiful story that unfolds. And I want you to know if you do this right, it should build anticipation during the event and it should be fun and it should have surprises, maybe even a little bit dramatic, but it's what your guests want to remember the most. Like I think a lot of what I'm saying here, I'm thinking of my own wedding and like how my event planner put it together and how they timed like the cutting of the cake and the throwing of the flowers and, you know, uh, seeing us off to our honeymoon and all of that. But any event you do in a, some way can still have this agenda or a program and you just add it to the event checklist and it just helps you lay out how the day is going to unfold and how you tell that story of the event. So, you know, what's the program agenda? You can map out the timeline. You can have an agenda for vendors of like when you want them to come or entertainers or whoever's the MC, the program, all of those things can have agendas. And again, if you're thinking that it's fine because you just have it in your mind, you're planning to fail, my friends, because people aren't mind readers. And so again, get it out on paper so that you can be all on the same page. And it is remarkable having four or five people holding your agenda that you lovingly created and watching it come to life. Like it's one of the best, most fulfilling parts of event planning for me. So the layout, how you're using the space, all the way down to the flower arrangements, you really need to nail this layout piece. Like how many tables are there? How many chairs? How many linens? How many centerpieces? What do the centerpieces look like? What are the components? You know, what is the DIY stuff? What is the vendor stuff that we're hiring out? You can include um, adding visuals if you want to. With a lot of my events, I will jump on even just like Adobe or a simple um, like paint app. And I will make circles for tables with little half circles for chairs. And I can kind of have a layout and it gives my clients a diagram of exactly what they can expect. And again, this takes time to create, but it's nice because I sometimes will have a conversation and I'll see it in my mind and then I will lay it out. And then I show it to my clients and they're like, Oh, we actually had it this way. And it's like the same pieces, but the way they explained it 
it's not the way that they had envisioned it. And so they can either make tweaks or to say, we like what you did better. But again, it's like, there's no surprises because I'm not just doing it in my mind. I'm being very clear. Some of this is going to involve like swatches for colors. Some of this is going to involve like samples or Pinterest boards for inspiration. Those are great tools to help bridge those gaps from getting it out of your mind and on paper. So again, as you're going through this, like you need to think about connecting all of the elements of your event so that the theme and the reason that you're there bleeds throughout the whole night and people can say, wow, this is, this is done so well. And it feels like a cohesive experience for the guests and anybody in attendance, like even you and the volunteers. And I think that making it memorable is one of the best gifts you can give as an event planner, right? Not just like I threw this together And you probably could have done it yourself, but I did it for you. I don't know. Like, I just always want people to look at my work and to say, I don't even know how you did this. Like, this is nuts. This is insane. Like, I never could have done this. And that's like the best secret, right, is I don't do it all. I found people who are much better than me, much more talented, and I utilize them and they help me make things that I could never do by myself. That's the secret. Okay, friends. So that's going to wrap up this part one of how to create a customizable event planning checklist. In part two, I'm going to dive in deeper into the specifics of everything, starting with, you know, listing out all of the things you need to make your theme a reality, planning out decor, hiring, entertaining, and getting a marketing plan and all of those other details to making sure that you are hosting events for yourself and your clients that are absolutely unforgettable, professional, and that raise you to the top. Is it rise? Raise? Whatever it is, that you rise to the top as the person that people think of when they go to plan their next event. I will catch you in the next episode.